gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. gentlemen welcome to sons of slam we are back my name is chris mindell along with the reaper mr joe black sir mr black how are you i've been better no what i've been better i don't like hearing that um no i got a little tickle in the back of my throat right now so if i sound real dark and sexy pause um that's why Mm. uh so is this the first introduction into rap rock like, did, did Run DMC and Aerosmith crawl so that Kid Rock can run? <laughs> or Anthrax, if you want to get less politically correct. Um, that one song by Anthrax. The one, the one song. song. <sighs> See, the funny thing about this song is that it was already a song. <laughs> it wasn't like they changed the lyrics up. They just, they added, uh, they added, um, uh, 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 geez. Well, they got his permission. That's the biggest thing. They got who's rap? They got Aerosmith, didn't he? Didn't they do it together? They did it together, but Aerosmith did it first. It was I know that. Right, okay. I know that. Walk this way, sweet emotion, love in an elevator, dude looks like a lady. Yes. Well, I get it. Okay. My point being is that was Run DMC the first one to legally use a rock song? Oh. Because everyone else before that was not doing it, you know, quote unquote, the correct way. They were just sampling it and then letting it all go. Right. Um, 
a lot of Gap Band stuff back in the day with all that. Like NWA, they took all their shit from like 70s disco and so, then just tweaked. So I do know that. That's different. I get it. That's that, a sample. But that, I'm talking about like. That is different. The the I, I will tell you, knowing this before even going into like, they had a whole thing on at the, the Hall of Fame about, you know, this this particular song. Um, I do know that the record company were record company was uh, 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 a little put off by the idea of mixing the two genres, and you don't say, uh, yeah, yeah, mixing the two uh, the two genres is definitely what they were the, put the, off the way to put it. Um, and also, uh, uh, Steven Tyler wasn't really too keen on it; it wasn't really his idea. Um, but uh, he he took on the the idea and and went with it and now we have the better version of the song because of jam master j pretty much <laughs> just adding the rest record. in peace jam master j rest in peace yeah the 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 record scratching in there uh kind of added the whole thing to it so i i would have to say yes <laughs> oh that long-winded answer to to your question um I, I really can't think of anything i would i would also say as far as rap goes in pop culture um blondie debbie harry uh kind of taking from uh you know uh the uh like the furious five and and doing their own thing in the 70s with um like sugar hill gang and kind of getting the whole elvis treatment <laughs> in possibly stealing uh uh genres and using it for your own music which is all well and good it happens today every single day of the week um but that's yeah that's my long rambling uh, music history lesson um, I'll give you a little, a little music history. Mm. Uh, I believe it was around 2001 was when Run DMC's only studio album came out called Crown Royal. Back then, I don't know if you knew this. I forgot if it was Run or Jam Master J, but one of them was big into BMWs. Okay. My dad comes home one day oh. and he goes, look what I got. And he puts three hats in front of me. Mm -hmm. And I go, what's this? He's like, you don't know Run DMC? And he showed me a couple songs like It's Tricky and Walk This Way and shit like that. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, I do. Well, I'm fixing their car. I go, what? <laughs> and they gave me these as a present. Nice. I go, fuck. <laughs> nice. That's fucking awesome. That's very cool. So yeah, that and my dad knew LL Cool J as a little scrawny kid from freaking Brooklyn. I need love. Mm. Yeah, like all eighties, eighties LL Cool J is when he met my dad. When my dad was working on LL Cool J's Beamer, and now now he's this jack dude working on Special Agent Hannah of NCIS. <laughs> working on your dad working on his uh, his new Beamer. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's start off with because we always we always butcher these. <laughs> Unfortunate way to start the show off. Uh, rest in peace to God, the hardcoreest of hardcore, the innovator. I don't care what you say. The OG Terry Funk, rest in peace at seventy nine. And I I gotta say this is gonna sound even morbid, more more morbid than the actual talking about it. But I, I'm I'm shocked you made it to seventy nine. I am Shout. utterly, I'm always utterly surprised because I've seen 
I haven't seen. I've heard Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer was very close to to Terry up until his death. Mm. And honestly, any any nickname you have for Tommy Dreamer, you can easily have that as a nickname for Terry Funk. Terry Funk, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore. I mean, I mean, the House of Hardcore. I get it, it's his own thing. I get uh, that. The landlord, but you get it. Um, yeah, that one. That one shocked me because it's one of those you know that it's coming. You knew his health wasn't in the best of shape over the past couple of years. And you're like, oh, it's just a matter of time. But when it does happen, you're like, fuck. Mm-hmm. That hurts. Yeah. So uh, rest in peace, Terry Funk, um, with a career starting from the 60s. <laughs> he was wrestling for for about six, for not about, for six decades. Six decades for NWA, WCW, WWE, ECW. Um, he, he ran the gamut uh, championships in, in all, uh, including hardcore, <laughs> hardcore championship. Uh, McFoley went on uh, social media to uh, give his condolences. I'm struggling to process this, but Terry Funk is gone. I just talked to Terry's daughter, Brandy, who gave me the awful news. He was my mentor, my idol, and one of my closest friends. He was the greatest wrestler I ever saw. If you get a chance, look up a Terry Funk match or a Terry Funk promo and give thanks to this incredible man who gave so much for so long to so many. There will never be another like him. May God bless Terry, his friends, family, and those who loved him. R.I.P. my dear friend. It was an honor to know you. Uh, and then uh, Ric Flair went on a tirade that uh, ESPN hasn't had not uh, mentioned any of, of uh, Terry Funk. I know they have like a they're running relationship with wwe but terry, terry funk not mentioned at all in in anything um that they they promoted and uh rick flair kind of had a little conniption on that um and then chainsaw charlie was just absolutely absurd <laughs> in the attitude era just a, a man in a in a stocking hat cap on his face with a uh with a chainsaw in his hand yeah the um, original leather face the original leather face. we'll get to that too good god um <laughs> but uh yes rest in peace to terry funk it's very robocop vibes but we'll get into that yes rest in peace to uh to terry funk very robocop vibes um this is own what else do i have here so there's a, a strike going on if you haven't heard or if you're living under a rock um, and the result of the strike is sag after strike going on and there's a bunch of you know, not a bunch, I should think, because really not too many people have crossed over into that realm. There's really only three that I, three. Three, three I can think of uh, at the top of my head. Three, five, if you count other companies. Well, I mean, if you want to also count, like, the Marine and all their series, there's, you know, other wrestlers. That's not still an ongoing series. Okay, fine. I'm talking about heels. Got it. Okay. All right. Like I said, there's three, technically, there's three big ones. And then also CM Punk and AJ Lee, who were on that little TV show on Stars. Which, by the way, thing. did you watch that clip? Of what? Of AJ Lee uh, doing her moves. No, I haven't seen okay, it. Okay, yeah. So she's apparently she still this, got it in there. Uh, she's apparently the uh, this this person, this woman who comes into the the uh, the company. Who's I don't watch the show, but I just know that me the, neither. The, the clip was that uh, there's a woman who's like the the big name, and then all of a sudden AJ Lee comes around and is is like you know touting it touted as the uh, the next up and coming uh, women star, and CM Punk is training her in in the show. Uh, also on another training show, yeah, her training, got it air quotes yes and also on another show totally different topic I don't know if you watch uh, Tacoma FD on uh, True TV 
uh, funny show. But more of a super troopers type of guy. But go on. There you go. Okay, same group. Um, I know. But uh, uh, they had an episode where uh, different um, shifts were coming in, and the A shift it was the main storyline shift, and the D shift comes in, and they have to work together, and they're basically carbon copies of each other. So ironically, in a wrestling twist, the captain, oh, I know St- Steve Lemmy, the his carbon copy was. David Arquette <laughs> and uh, uh, Ike's, who's this like big, dumb, uh, overgrown muscle guy. His carbon copy was Dexter Loomis. <laughs> and you got to hear Loomis talk for the first time. And, and you're it, like, oh, my God, oh my he God. actually could cut a promo he if could, he had to. He had, if he had to talk, he could. And you haven't seen him in forever. <laughs> and so I guess he was filming the show. Um, but, yeah, he was uh, he was doing that. That was um, a while ago. Because the strike's been on. That was a while ago. So, yeah, so Dexter has not been on TV for a while. And can't blame it on the show. Um, also, people leaving, uh, Lacey Evans uh, Gone. Has, has been let go of the company. Um, and she has started, uh, there were rumors of, of an OnlyFans possibly going out there, but she did start a, like, a bakery um, that she, okay. she, I know, it's random. Um, let me see if I can. That's a weird, that's a, that's a juxtaposition. Like, oh, I'm thinking about doing an OnlyFans. You know what? Hey, guys, I want to announce to everybody that I have opened a bakery. What? <laughs> she posted on uh, on the grams. When the clock strikes 12, you will address me as Macy Estrella from here on out. Quick question. And, two uh, L's in there? And uh, there is two L's, yes. Estrella. Estrella from here on out. And, uh, oh, this jacket that she's wearing in this, this photo where it says Lacey Evans. Is up for grabs. Be on the lookout. And what a thirst trap! It's basically her on the edge of a wall with uh, these Daisy Dukes and uh, you know just her ass. Just God stick- bless. It's just her ass sticking out there. There you go. That's for you. Um. So, rest in peace to uh, Lacey Evans' career. Uh. Moving on. Uh. ESPN has officially confirmed interest in WWE TV program rights. Uh-oh. We were talking about uh, you know USA and Fox at some point in the next two years, their contract being uh, expired. Uh, ESPN president of content Burke Magnus on a WWE TV deal with ESPN. If their rights are available and there is a deal for us that works and a deal for them that works with us, it's a possibility. There is no hesitation anymore from a brand perspective or from a live event versus script perspective. Their fans and our viewers, this is a tremendous overlap. Uh, no, nobody was saying that at ESPN when um, the offer was made before uh, before they signed on with Fox. Um, I, I totally went on. Maybe another. they just didn't realize the uh, the levity of the situation. Uh, well, now that they saw how how not only has it been uh, successful for Fox and USA, it, it it has gone above and beyond, and this new era of WWE has been much better than what they proposed to ESPN back when it was, you know, post COVID. <laughs> um, it's uh, also WWE. Very typical ESPN to do this. When jump Endeavor picked up, no, well, yes. Mm. When Endeavor picked up the UFC, mm. ESPN bought their pay per view rights. Right. All the all UFC pay per views are on ESPN Plus. Mm. But you still have to pay for them. That's what I don't want. Right. I don't want to have to pay $10 a month and then also have to pay $50 a month. Because 
I don't know if you guys know this, mm. but the WWE doesn't do quarterly pay-per-views like AEW. Sans this next fucking week because there's two in one there's week. Two in a week. We'll get there in a second. <laughs> sure. I am not. I mean, I will, but very much so under protest. Well, <laughs> I mean, you're paying ten dollars. Very much now. so under protest. You're paying ten dollars now to watch uh, the premium live events. Yeah, to uh, to watch the premium live events. Mm. I have no problem paying ten dollars a month to watch my premium live events and anything that the WWE Network has. What I have a problem with is being able to watch everything that the WWE has, paying $10 a month, being able to watch Raw and SmackDown reruns, but also having to pay $45 every fucking pay-per-view. I haven't paid $45 for a pay-per-view in 20 years, I got to tell you. That's a lie. It's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were saying low. Yeah, you're right. No. It's... $50 for a pay-per-view every fucking no, time. I, I haven't paid for a pay-per-view in 20 years. When was the last time you watched AEW? Uh, when was what was the last pay-per-view? Do you not pay for the pay-per-views? <sighs> Moving on. Um <laughs> How can you It's a new company, man. Support. I support. Do... Don't, listen, don't fucking come at me like, with that like, bullshit. Like, like, don't fucking come at me with that bullshit. We are talking about every single time that AEW comes to town, we're, we're always like, when are we getting tickets? What's going on? The group the, the group chat fires up immediately, and we're like, uh, I need to buy tickets. Blah, blah, blah. What's, what's, our, what's our limit? Tell me now. Like we, we talk about this bullshit every single time. So the fact that I can find it either on my Fire Stick or online and not have to pay $50 when I'm literally paying $10. Well, I'm not paying for that either. Thanks, Stephanie. Um, for Peacock, I know. How dare you? Scandalous! I can't believe. I can't believe. Yeah, no, okay. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You don't not, support the cause because <laughs> literally, you don't support the cause. I've been doing this for three years. This blasphemous. This podcast of nonsense. I've been doing for three years supporting the cause. This is all I've been doing is is even in the the, the worst of times during COVID, shelling this bullshit of wrestling. Yes, no, I support the cause here. Hence, why you hear my voice on this microphone. Because I don't pay for it means I don't uh, I don't support the cause. Okay. Listen, listen, listen. Listen. I'm not angry. Don't, I'm not angry at you one bit. You're right. Don't support. Don't share any passwords with anybody. You're right. You're absolutely right. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm not, literally signing I'm up not, for everything. Listen, you know what? I'm gonna do it right now. Hold on. Everybody, pause. listen. Everybody, pause. I'm not angry with you. I'm signing okay? up for Peacock right now. Hold on. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> All right. It's even worse. <laughs> That's it. That's I'm not worse. angry, man. Mm. I'm just disappointed. Oh man. Keep it. <laughs> it's real to me, damn it. Take it easy, man. Take it easy. Uh, this whole thing, this whole tangent. By the way, wasn't that Terry Funk? I thought that was... Um... No, I thought that was... Uh... Didn't he get the... It's still real to me, damn it. I always thought that was him. Or he did the take it easy, man. Hmm. Can you look that up while I go into this uh, story that I told you? I will certainly look that up. Please look that up. But meanwhile, I totally went on a, on a tangent. This whole speech was uh, was a, there's a point to this. I was talking about SAG-AFTRA <laughs> and the strike, and uh, there are at least three wrestlers other than the ones that were in the Marine. We're talking, you know, uh, Miz and and Randy Orton, whatever. Um, the ones that are actually part of SAG-AFTRA that are being affected by this, The Rock and John Cena. And John Cena is on his way back. And because of the strike, um, basically also uh, uh, there was, uh, according to the article that I read, uh, it was unspoken 
approval <laughs> that he could come back because you don't want to cross that that line, that that picket line. Uh, and then also The Rock um, was was recently cautioned about making a WWE return. The general thinking is that during that doing this during the SAG after strike is not a good idea, according to this article. But then Ringside News reached out to ask about the current status of The Rock in terms of creative uh, teams' ideas for him. If there's any ideas being batted around, uh, no word uh, on The Rock, but there is word, as I mentioned, with uh, John Cena and his return because of uh, the the strike. Uh, moving right along, um, uh, that is AEW, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, remember Rey Mysterio and, uh, uh, Santos Escobar had that match a while back for, uh, the finals of the tournament of the U.S. title. Uh, it was, uh, just reported that Rey Mysterio suffered from a legitimate minor concussion. I don't know if, if, uh, a legitimate minor, legitimate minor concussion. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, and so uh, Jessica Carr had to make the the call to uh, to end that match, and so it was actually supposed to be Ray getting over, which is why the whole thing went down the way weirdly it did with Santos getting injured, air quotes, um, and then Ray stepping back in uh, after he was medically cleared uh, by the local facilities, not the hospital. Uh, to, to make sure that he was able to uh, compete again. Uh, yes, sir. I haven't exactly been able to confirm if it was, in fact, Terry Funk who said, take it easy, man. <laughs> okay. But he was on the panel during that viral clip. Got it. Okay. The only two people that I reckon, because it was a white shirt. It was a white shirt. It had the black little fringe on it with the with the bandana. That's Terry Funk. And uh, the only other person I recognize in there is uh, Jim Cornette. You don't really see him saying, take it easy, man. Because it's still, I just want to thank each and every one of y'all. <laughs> for everything y'all done to your bodies. Because when you look you don't at really it. really see, because it's still just the one shot of him going. Right. And I'm, then someone else yeah. goes, take it take easy, it man. Take it easy, man, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm watching So it. we're going to go with that's Terry Funk. <sighs> yeah, I, I don't know. Because we're trying to, I'm watching it now, and the guy, yeah, he breaks down, but there's no, there's no comments. I'm looking through the comments to see if there was any anything. <laughs> Take it easy, man. Uh, in quotes, um, yeah, nothing here. After 16 years of of, uh, of this video, it's still real to me. Um, yeah, nothing in the nothing in the comments as far as like who was there. It's like Jim Funk Cornette. was on the panel. No, Funk was there. I, I that I I know it didn't sound like Funk yeah. when he said it though. Whoever said it that did not sound like Funk. Um, Take it easy, man. Because he doesn't have that that strongest southern accent. Well, it doesn't sound like fucking cornet. <sighs> Who else was on the panel? I don't recognize. I'm still. Yep. Nope. Nothing. It's here. blurry footage from like 2005. <laughs> nothing in the comments. Anyway, and you can't recognize anybody. The only reason you can recognize cornet is because he's got that god awful mm. bright red fucking jacket. The jacket on, on yeah. Uh, take it easy. The only right, thing that would give him more away is if he had the tennis racket in his hand. <laughs> take it easy. All right, so there's that. Um, bu- 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 <sighs> LA Knight. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Credits Dr. Dre, <laughs> his inspiration behind oh, yeah. one of his catchphrases. I don't know if you're aware of this one here. Um, he de- debuted, he debutted 
at NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day, uh, February 14th of 2021. Um, <laughs> I like this article. He's, he's currently on the cusp of greatness. Uh, he revealed that Dr. Dre inspired one of his catchphrases. Uh, while speaking in a new interview, LA Knight was asked about his promo style and the emphasis he puts on the word everybody and its origin. Knight explained that with everybody saying is actually a reference to Dr. Dre. The line is taken from Let Me Ride, which first appeared on the album The Chronic in 1992. Well, now. There it is. There it is. Let me ride. See if I can. And that came out in 92? Jeez. 1992. Let's see if I can pull yeah, this damn. up here. Uh... So I begin like this No medallions, dreadlocks, or black fists It's just that gangster glare With gangster raps Them gangster tracks Makes a gangs of snaps uh. You wanna make noise, make noise I make a phone call, my homies coming like the Gotti boys Bodies being found on Greenleaf Laying with the heads cut off Motherfucker, I'm straight So listen to the play-by-play Day-by-day Rolling in my boat with 16 switches And got sounds for the bitches Clocking all the riches Got the hollow points for the so won't you just walk on by, cause I'm too hard to lift And know this ain't Aerosmith, it's the one and only DRE From the CPT, on a rhyming spree, a straight G How back as I pop my top, you trip I let the hollow voice commence to pop, 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 yeah Cause if it don't stop, I have to put my ride in reverse Go back and take another spot, cause I'm rolling in my sixth fold <laughs> With all the homies saying, yeah And there you go so it's actually incorrect. Hey, he remembered homie, it incorrectly. Let the homie say. With all the homie saying. Yeah. Yeah. He should. He should. <laughs> yeah. He should uh, change that. With all my homie saying. <laughs> hell. Hey. Night. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Are we his homies? Oh, Is yeah. that what he called us? He just called us homies. That doesn't sound right at all. Um, I guess that's too much plagiarism. <laughs> yeah. He got to change up a little bit. Uh, the... <laughs> This whole uh, program, by the way, with um, uh, Trish Stratus and uh, Becky Lynch, uh, can somebody say too long? Mid? Wait, oh. come, <laughs> somebody say gone way too long. Um, so they're in, in a run in Canada here, uh, if you haven't noticed, the, the dubs. And they had a promo uh, with Trish Stratus and, and Becky Lynch. And when Trish Stratus was out there, again, in, in Canada, and she's from Toronto, uh, the the crowd was chanting uh, again. Horrible. Do you know the pronunciation? I I I will be able to tell you the pronunciation. I just don't have it written down. Ancien Calis. Translated from French, it means we don't fucking care. <laughs> and so they. And this is in Canada. I think you got uh, it right. Oh sure. Um, it translates to we don't fucking care. Ancien Calis. Ancien Calis. Calis. Excuse me. And uh, yeah, they just pushed on through, but they were not happy. And this is just a uh, you know, fans speak because it, it is a thing. And this has gone way too long. And they missed their opportunity at SummerSlam. And they should have had their match there. Again, that was a very bloated uh, PLE uh, with good matches here, bad matches there. But um, I don't know if, if one more match could have probably put it over the top as it being too long because it was already too long as it was. Um, but this is this has gone like way too long. And so now, how does this not result in the return of Lita? Do you want Lita back? 
for this storyline, I do. Maybe for the storyline. It's the only way that this. It's the only way that this storyline makes any bit of sense to to cap it off. But yeah, she, she Lita is, does not look good. <laughs> As we saw, she's not. She doesn't need to wrestle. That's that's fine. Okay, she doesn't need to wrestle. But she doesn't need to wrestle. But she need, what's the easiest way to distract someone in a steel cage match? Right. Come out from the back. Come from the back. Hit the music. Yeah, hit the music, and they're like, "What? End it? What? Just end it." Love of God. Um, yeah, we had a match on SmackDown that could be a final match of someone's career, someone's WWE career. Someone's <laughs> nice ad. So let's thank you. Let's uh, let me talk to you. Um, let's see here. So we talked about ESPN. I want to get to this guy here. So. Edge had his match with Sheamus, which was actually it was really good. It was very touching that you know Beth Phoenix, the kids were on the ringside. Uh, Sheamus playing the heel in Canada, of course, in Toronto. Edge gets the win. Uh, they hug it out. Camera goes to black. Sheamus leaves the ring, and then there is footage online of Edge talking to the crowd, and the crowd you know, being somewhat sad about him reporting or not reporting, but uh, going over his retirement and saying that you know this, it's it might be time. Um, and now, you know, of course, everybody's talking online about him going to AEW. Uh, the internal thought in WWE is that the company was right to turn down Edge's deal. What? So there is more. Edge seems okay with wrapping up his WWE career at this point, but he, because he gets to do it on his terms, his peace of mind when it comes to calling it a career might not include 100% retiring from the ring because there is a very strong thought that the Rated R Superstar is going to AE Dubs. Ringside News exclusively reported that there is a belief within WWE that Edge, um, uh, excuse me here, Edge is on his retirement tour, um, uh, and that he's also uh, from WWE, but on his way to AEW. Later reported that the same thought of Edge coming to AEW is pre- is present within Tony Khan's company as well. Two stories going around about Edge's WWE contract situation. One says WWE rejected Edge's counteroffer. And another says that Adam Copeland was the one who rejected WWE's deal. Ringside News can confirm that it was WWE that rejected the deal. Ringside News reached out to confirm the story. A tenured member of the team confirmed with us that WWE rejected Edge's deal. And that also gave them a very good idea that Adam Copeland is looking at AEW. WWE did not accept the offer Edge made to stay, the source said. It was also said that from what we heard about the offer, WWE was smart to turn it down. Now Edge is supposedly on his way out of the company. Um, You're probably giving him less dates. They were like, we don't want you to work that many dates. There's thought that Edge might have <laughs> might have an idea already of AEW, what, what AEW can offer him since Dax Harwood is his neighbor. And he's obviously still very close with Christian Cage as well. And only time will tell. Edge, to that end... Then went on. Edge made reference to FTR in one of his promos. He did a while back when Seth Rollins broke into his house. Yes, he's like, "Call Dan, call Dash, mm-hmm. do what you got to do, get the boys over." Blah, blah, blah. FTR, get over here. That would that would have been Forbidden Door. You imagine they come in. That would have been Forbidden Door. That would have been that would have been legit Forbidden Door. Like that would have been yeah. like the end all be all, and and probably the biggest the biggest promo segment of all time. Um, Radar Superstar went online. To drop a video Thursday morning, so that would be this morning, uh, to address what was going on, 
Uh, he wanted to clear the air as it, he made it very clear that he loves WWE and there's nothing wrong between the two sides. Uh, he made it clear that WWE is his dream gig and he loves working for the company. He denied any issue between him, himself and WWE and he called that match against Sheamus on SmackDown the best night of his career. Uh, he doesn't know if the SmackDown in Toronto can be topped. And uh, in fact, Edge claims that he has a contract extension, quote unquote, sitting in my inbox, but I just don't know what to do, end quote. There's that. Uh, he also made that's it clear. A, so that's an extension on his current contract. Correct. Correct? Yes. Which means that Edge went to, like this is what reports are saying. Edge went to WWE with a counteroffer to his extension. And they were like, no. No. But if you want to sign that extension, you can still sign it. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's that's what it's of WWE to that's do. That's what Because <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. A fucking 80,000 plus five second pose would be wild. <laughs> There's got to be a, uh, uh, what's what's the, the, the term? Um, Non-compete. Thank you. There isn't. There's not, huh? You forget. When someone's contract runs out on its own. The extension, yeah, right. Got it. The non-compete is null. Null the void, right. Yeah. Mm. When you get released, that's when your non-compete uh, shows up. 90 days. Yeah. Ah. He's also in uh, Percy Jackson, uh, if anybody cares. Who? Uh, uh, well, according to this, uh, whatever his next next move is in his career, whether it be appearing in Percy Jackson or elsewhere, he is doing it because he's having fun. He also seemed to really enjoy his morning coffee during that video. Edge is in Percy Jackson. Uh, the new Percy Jackson. I have to look into that. That would be the third, correct? About the those are the the Greek gods, Roman gods. I forgot which god it was. Greek. Greek. Thank you. Mm. I'll probably get shit for that somehow. I'm sure I will too. I'm sure it's Roman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so there's that. Uh, yeah, that's a big story. So uh, we'll, we'll. I'm sure we'll be talking about Edge. I don't know. This Sunday. Uh, moving on. Boy, I hope so. Can you imagine? <laughs> he comes out with uh, uh, you know, Christian Cage somehow, or in Chicago, <laughs> if you can get him against uh, Darby Allen and, and Luchasaurus. Um, That'd be nuts. Anyway. Oh, my God. Edge comes out to make the save for Darby Allen and Sting mm. because Christian and Luchasaurus are just beating the shit out of him after Luchasaurus wins. Place goes nuts. Absolutely place goes insane. fucking nuts. Absolutely insane. Is that Adam Copeland? It's Adam Who? Copeland. <laughs> He's on. It's the corner. <laughs> it's the corner. <laughs> uh, that's my. I was trying to think what was going. On. Like my, my what? Bad, my bad dad joke. I'm sorry. Uh, let's see here. Uh, do you want to? Why don't know... you just call him the Edge? The Edge. <laughs> like like he's from you too. L Edge. L Edge. That's <laughs> my Spanish. Oh God. My Spanish for the day. Uh, do you want to know? Uh, collision spoilers for Saturday since they already taped it. Nah, okay, sure, We're okay, really. Fast forward 60 seconds. There, there you go. Take me 30 seconds. Uh, big Bill defeating uh, Vary Morales in a squash match with Ricky Starks as Bill's manager. I I love Ricky Starks. Right I now. love I think, that. I think Ricky Starks is my, my, my new favorite, one of my new favorite characters right now because he's just heel Ricky Starks is so much better than right now anything. <laughs> That I think AEW has right now, um, especially on Collision, especially on Collision, uh, and his rivalry with uh, CM Punk is is great. 
uh, John Silver and Alex Reynolds, Dark Order defeating uh, Action Andretti and uh, and and Martin, uh, Robin Renegade against Will Nightingale, Will winning, Keith Lee against uh, Zicky Dice, <laughs> uh, Jack Perry uh, looking to retire the FTW title. They filmed a segment before Dynamite where Hook came out to put Jack Perry through a table. Uh, nice. Eddie Kingston, Penta, and Arch Cassidy beat uh, Sabian, Butcher, and Blade. And then some oh, we need to talk about that. AEW stars uh, getting interviewed in London. And that's the reason why they taped it. And those are your results from Collision. You can now turn the... I'm sure it was already on anyway. Anyway, go ahead. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. So, Penta. Not Penta, sorry. Ray. Phoenix. We need to talk about that last night. Because uh, that was the opening match for Dynamite, last, I believe. Last night in Dynamite, yes. Yes. Mm. So, I genuinely... I would like to think that I am a very good judge of what's the work and what's the shoot. Mm-hmm. I very much so could not tell if Penta lying on the floor was a work or not. Well, he got bashed with that crowbar, but it was conveniently placed for him to, I mean, conveniently done so he could be out. So it's five on five. I think that was all a, a work. Yeah, but just the way it, everybody's acting in that case top notch <laughs> fucking oscar worthy they were eddie going uh getting away from the situation and then just going into his dark hole in the corner mm-hmm. penta ah uh, now that i think about it looking at penta it's probably at work yeah, it was a work and then and then yeah. the, and then the, the fucking the, great job on it, it was a great job and then the work the work continuing backstage with uh eddie and eddie and renee have a thing like I'm not saying romantic. I'm saying like they have it's his best friend's girl, right? So, the, uh, my there's there's that connection, and so you know the the whole thing, uh, just plays off well. Um, that you know they they're legit annoyed with each other. <laughs> Renee is like I don't know about no. You check your husband. Check your husband. <laughs> I just I find the whole thing just funny. I feel like Eddie go doesn't check go, your man's. Eddie that doesn't go been, on. That would have been so New York of him to do. <laughs> go check your man's in them. I I feel like yeah. he, go check your man's in them. <laughs> There's no script with Eddie. Anytime he gets on mic, he's just like whatever's on the top of my head. I'm just gonna spit. Um, that was oh cool. him doing the promo for for the stadium stampede with Tony Khan. <laughs> have you seen that? Uh huh. <laughs> Fucking and and here's Eddie Kingston who will be participating in this year's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> buy the pay per view. Don't buy the pay per view. I don't give a fuck. Claudio, I'm gonna kick your fucking ass. <laughs> I, I I love Eddie. He's uh, fucking great, man. I love him so much. Shout out to my wild boy. Um, Dynamite. What else on Dynamite? Uh, Fighter Fest. We had since we we're in it. Since we talked, we we're talking about it. Let's let's go into it. Um. Uh. By the way, my, my favorite entrance in all of wrestling right now, I think I mentioned it a couple weeks ago. Uh, Bullet Club Gold. The Bullet Club Gold, and, and this, specifically the guns. Because I love the light. I love they spit the water out. They're, they're shooting the guns. They fucked it up on, on Wednesday. There was no light. It was... <laughs> it was all, I, uh-huh. I'll go one step better. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of improved a little bit. I do agree the guns on their own. Mm-hmm. Do the light, do the spit the water, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But the camera angle of their trio going from Colton, and you just see Juice Robinson's wild face in the background, insane manic, and then face. it cuts over to freaking Austin. You're like, all right, I can get behind that. No, 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 they had that before. They've done that before, but they usually have like the I spotlights know, but brighter than they had but it. with Juice. Like you can't because Juice is not going to do the water. 
No, but but Juice has been in that trio pose before. I'm saying that the lights, the actual lights. Has he? Yeah, he has. He's done that That's before. That's the first time I've ever noticed. He's done that before on, on Collision. But okay. uh, the lights that, were as bright. Noticed. <laughs> it's a good show. You should watch it. Uh, the lights were not on the three. So it was dark is, it was my point. So you didn't get the, the full effect. Anyway. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. There was, there was that. I just wanted to point that out. Um, I'm, I'm also enjoying the, uh, again, the, the best friends with MJF and, and Adam Cole, Bebe situation. I'm telling you right now, like before we get to the whole card with, with All In and All Out so far. Cole uh, is turning on Max. Absolutely. Yeah. With, with, without a doubt. With, without a doubt. Yeah. He, there's going to be uh, 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 Roderick and crew helping Cole. I don't think he's going to win. I still think MJF's going to retain. Um, but I feel like Cole well, you is, think, Cole is you definitely going to he's going uh, to join the kingdom. I do. I think he's going to be, it's going to oh. be Cole's kingdom. Oh. Yeah. Roderick Strong. This Cole whole, as world champion? Mm, I mean, I still, I, I'm not mad at that. I just feel like MJF's time is not done uh, with this. There's still I to agree go. too. But if MJF is a baby face, mm-hmm. it might be better for him to chase hmm. right yeah it, it could it could work yeah it could work i just feel like plus this... you need a uh oh i i gave you that what you call it the winner of this match is going to go on to face uh punk max is going to win and he's going to face punk at all out he should because for the undisputed, I'm sorry for the mo- for the realist AEW <laughs> World Heavyweight Champion, the all realist. Uh, yeah, that, that's I mean that's definitely the way to go. And if you were around during CM Punk's first run in AEW, uh, his best uh, adversary was MJF. That whole storyline, that yep. wh- whatever it, the four or five months that that took to go through that the, the dog collar dog match. collar match, that whole thing was absolutely insane. So if we can rerun that do it absolutely do it um it's also i find it a, 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 a tony Khan miracle that we were able to get ftr young bucks three given the circumstances i still feel like i mean, I mean young bucks have no problem with ftr it's just the problem with their given best, what circumstances their best friends something i want to bring up They're, given what circumstances elaborate on it please the oh uh, <laughs> Wasn't it a... What circumstances do you mean? Because then I'll talk about the circumstances that I meant. I was talking about the best friend in punk of the CM variety. Yes. And the best friend of the Bucks in the Hangman variety. Correct. Yes. Okay. Go on. What I was talking about, which we did not bring up yet, Cash Wheeler got arrested for fucking aggravated assault with a a firearm, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, (laughs) And he got one of the biggest pops in all of dynamite and he wasn't even in the ring he was backstage <laughs> listen gonna... fucking hell yeah and you could see the fucking disappointment on his face he's like fuck mm. <laughs> i fucked that up big time i should not have done that blah blah, blah. but the pop the pop yeah <sighs> and so probably and apparently there's no issue with him traveling uh to london so we will get that ftr Young Buck, young Buck match, um, despite him waving a gun and, and having uh, being charged with aggravated assault. Speaking of issues with traveling, notice sure. that uh, uh, the Hardys did not win the Ring of Honor World Champion uh, uh, Tag Team Championships last night. 
Of course not, because they're you know they're not gonna have the Hardys. Well, I guess they were gonna they were not gonna, gonna have the Hardy. <laughs> they weren't gonna have the Hardies against MJF and Cole either. I think the the Aussie Open. If you talk about Ring of Honor, I think the Aussie Open would have been is the way to go with that. Yeah. So, Although I feel like MJF and Adam are gonna lose. I I I feel that greatly because someone's gonna interfere with that, and that's gonna lead to their main event match, which is gonna be the. The tension between the the two of them <laughs> during the uh, the buy-in, which uh, kind of fueled a little bit at the end of the dynamite this past week, it did. And then they hooked, God. It, and they hooked it up. Uh, yeah, so <clears throat> I feel a turn coming here. Uh, we talked about Ray Phoenix getting his brain bashed in. Uh, the Chris Jericho, Will Osprey. First of all, I've never heard Will Osprey speak. Oh, he's from London. Oh, he's London, bruv. <laughs> oh, he's from fucking London. He bro. is. Jeez. If you watch, um, fucking uh, Scousers. Uh, I don't even know if that's true. <laughs> I love the. I love the movie. I don't know if that's uh, technically where he's from, and that's that accent. Scouse, what? So, like Patty Pimblet. <sighs> You're just saying. You know words. who that is? You're saying words now. Okay. The UFC fighter with the beetle hair, blonde hair. Sure. Bowl cut from Liverpool. No. I guess Beatles. Sure. That's like a Scouse type of accent. Okay. You've heard of the Cockney accent, yeah, right? Sure. Different accents in different fucking uh, locations. Yeah, I was. Well, I was about to say, have you seen the movie uh, Kingsman? Like, oh yeah, that's literally, oh. literally from there with the tracksuit, the hat to this like pitch to the side. You hit me. You hit me right in the feels. Those are some of my fucking favorite movies. I dude. love those two movies. I love those those three movies actually. All all three of them. I want to get into a bar fight so badly and then just lock the <laughs> just door. Just lock the Manners door. <laughs> maketh the man. Man. With the umbrella. Throw my fucking umbrella across the room. <laughs> right in their eye. <laughs> just stuck in there. Yeah. Uh, great Take movie. the hook of my umbrella, grab a rock's glass, throw it against the guy's face. You try that. I fucking love those movies. Try man. that and see how badly you, your aim is. <laughs> just like it just goes inside, hits you in the face, your own face. Yeah, that's that is not going to end well. Anyway, Will Osprey with that the uh, gov, a oh, bruv, uh, that whole thing, that whole. The, I got to also say that um, this is not a tangent. This is based on this promo. Every single promo, and I know we're, we're going into a pay per view, and I know you have to set all this stuff up, and there are still matches being made <laughs> going into your biggest event of all time. Every single promo on Dynamite yesterday was about I made you. I got, I got built up from this. I, I need to do this. I'm, you'd be I'm, nothing without you'd me. You'd be nothing without me. Every single fucking promo. Like we we get it. We get it, bruv. <laughs> you 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 started from the bottom. Now you're here. I we understand. But then and Jer- that's why Eddie's was the best. Jericho, you have to. I I made you. I I saved your career. Blah blah blah. You know, okay. We we, we do we know it. exactly what Jericho's talking about when he says I saved you from a wheelchair? Uh, that I would have to look up too. Uh, yeah, I didn't know about that. I don't remember anything about that. Oh, because he was saying that uh, Will Osprey was was just going absolutely ham on everybody, like like Darby Allen, and he said he gave him the call. I was like, "Listen, you you need to you know reel this back, otherwise you're going to end up in a wheelchair at 30." Right. Um, it, and that was up his stepson. <laughs> oh man, talk about my stepson. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he, he they went in. They went in with Don Callis. He went in too. with Don Callis there too, and uh, yeah, that whole promo was actually really good. Um. I forgot how, how good Jericho is on the mic. Um, let's see here. Yeah, when he's not saying, you just made the list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was one of his best characters. 
Um, it was one of his best characters. Renee Paquette talking to Adam Cole. Uh, Swerve Strickland and A.R. Fox taking on Darby Allen and Nick Wayne. Uh, A.R. Fox getting the loss from Nick Wayne and him getting immediately fired from the embassy just to have Swerve Strickland say that we we have replacement and that was the aforementioned Christian Cage joining joining the team against uh, Darby Allen and Sting. Um that was way too quick, dude. I thought I thought this AR Fox thing could have gone a little longer and this character of him being like absolutely ruthless was good for him because he needed to change and now he's just back to where he was. And now now he's not, not only double swerve. Not only but <laughs> Not only is he back to where he was, but he's now Darby Allen's bitch because Darby Allen took him back in and now he's just basically playing catch up to him. I, I think that was a huge mistake. There's got to be something to it because A.R. Fox left Nick Wayne a bloody mess. And now all of a sudden they're friends again. And now all of a sudden Darby's like, ah, it's all right. This guy's kind of like my son, but you can beat the shit out of him anytime you want. <laughs> Teach him that lesson. The fuck? Teach him that lesson. It's, it, that, that just didn't make any sense. Yeah. Um. Although I will say Christian Cage. Also, crazy that Nick Wayne ain't going to, to England. Oh, is that true? I think he's too young to get a work visa to go and work the show. Huh. Because he just turned 18. People forget about that. So what's a work visa in, in London? 21? Like, how old do you have to be? I have no idea. But it's it, that's not the point. It's a foreigner going to work overseas that's where the i don't know exactly what it is there's gotta but be that to me seems where the issue might lie need to know now uh hit us up on twitter please sons of slam show I, I need to know what the the statute of age limitation would be in traveling to uh your work visa for london um uh let's see uh ftr <laughs> speaking of which had their face to face with uh, the young bucks uh without guns uh, Sky Blue against uh, Ruby Soho, and I, I got it. I gotta say, Sky Blue, absolutely gorgeous. Terrible in Oof. a pro- terrible in a promo. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely god awful in a promo. Um, just absolutely robotic. Got to work on that. Backstage, Renee Paquette was she was working very hard this, this episode uh, with Roger Strong in the Kingdom. I'm telling you, they, they're gonna pull some nonsense on MJF. Uh. Awesome moment of the night with Max Ca- Max Caster and Anthony Bones getting absolutely wrecked by House of Black until Daddy Ass makes the save and then he gets on mic and does his whole thing. Took me 32 years to build this this legacy, blah blah blah, and his whole you know spiel until he said that uh, you know, uh, Daddy Ass is no longer, but the Badass is back, and so Badass Billy Gunn will be. Teaming up with the acclaimed against uh, House of Black in front of 80,000 people. And by the way, if you took a shot every time somebody said 80,000 people on Dynamite uh, yesterday, uh, you should be in rehab right now because they said it a lot. Uh, Aussie Open defeating the Hardys, as we mentioned before. Um, And then MJF and and Adam Cole uh, coming out to uh, make the save with Aussie Open. And then the two of them almost going at it until they had to hug it out. And that was the end of the episode. Um, but yeah, just in case you didn't know, 80,000 people will be at uh, at Wembley uh, for All In. Because Renee Paquette had to say it at least three different times during every single one of her interviews. Um, the first thing that pops up was 
the age of uh, the age of applicants should be between 18 and 30 years old, and they should have completed their bachelor's degree. No job offer or sponsorship required for UK's young professional young professionals scheme. I don't know what that means. Mm. So it seems like the bachelor's degree might be a thing in there if you're 18. I don't know. Gotcha. I just read the first thing that came up on Google, on Google. All right. And it wasn't Wikipedia, which means it should be trusted. Should be tr- <laughs> it should be trusted. Probably not, but it should be. Uh, and then also, I just want to go back two weeks since we were off last week to the greatest match I've ever witnessed in my entire life. And I say that with... Edge versus Randy Orton? A thousand percent sarcasm. Okay. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre death match. Okay. Uh, the the greatest. What was your seen. qualm with it? <laughs> we don't have that much time. Do Wait, I, don't, I don't have that much time. So they started in in the backstage area with Karen Jarrett screaming and and like a banshee the entire match, and they were just literally oh, both teams, both sides, just beating the absolute hell out of each other. Nothing made sense. They finally, you know, blood being poured out on uh, Karen and Jeff. Uh, they made it out to the the uh, arena area. Um, just bashing, bashing each other um, until uh, 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 Jeff was starting to make a comeback. All of a sudden, you know, Karen's on the ramp, and who makes uh, the the sound of a of a chainsaw? But Leatherface himself, because they were promoting the Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game. He scares off Karen to the backstage area. Jeff gets the pin on uh, Jeff Jarrett gets the pin on Jeff Hardy. And wins the Leatherface Championship belt. What in the absolute fuck did I watch? RoboCop Part 2. <laughs> that was WCW 2000 all over it. All yeah. over it. Uh, was there any enjoyment in that match for you whatsoever? I, I, I will say there was for me. Uh, there... I'll be honest with you. I enjoyed it until Leatherface came until out. Until Leatherface. <laughs> okay. At that point, I was like, ah, oh, what are we doing? The best part of the whole and thing. And then I found out it was for a championship belt. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> another belt. <laughs> we have another belt. We already have 15 different belts. We need another belt. Unbelievable. Whoa. And the, the, the best part of that entire thing, other than you know, Leatherface making his, his appearance with a chainsaw, was Excalibur. Listen to him. If you... <laughs> If you get a chance to watch this match again, just listen to him announces because he the entire time he's just like what? Uh, 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 other phase. It's like he, he had absolutely no idea what to say, and he was flabbergasted. Taz at the end was like, uh, "Okay, what, what what did we just see?" Um, it was just, and then and then the internet just had its way as one of the worst matches that they've ever seen in their entire lives, which I have to a hundred percent disagree with. I've seen way worse matches. If you want to, uh, hell, Undertaker and uh, and Kane versus Triple H and, and Shawn Michaels in Saudi Arabia it has to go down as top five worst matches of all time. We're we talking about. Exactly. Uh, speaking of Saudi Arabia, how about Goldberg versus Undertaker? Um, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> that that we can talk about. Um, Wait, can we? I forgot which ones we can and can't talk about. Can't talk I just about- hear Saudi Arabia and I go, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> we can't talk about uh, Wyatt against uh, Rollins. That wasn't what are you talking about? Exactly. There it is. That's what it is. Okay. All, all right. right, all right. We're, we're back. back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back, baby. Uh, uh, fun fact, though, Jeff sure. Jarrett was involved in mm-hmm. the worst match of all time. Oh, the worst match of all time. 
the worst match of all time. By the way, uh, Dark Side of the Ring. It's it's on that episode. Is it really? Because that's what they finger talk. Poke? That's what they they're talking about. And so the finger poke of doom. And if you <laughs> if you I watch, I, I went through a whole binge of it. And uh, my my final episode I'm going to watch and, and report back next week will be Marty Janetti. But um, for the for for Bash of the Beach, the people being interviewed Eric Bischoff we had um no Hogan Jeff Jarrett Vince Russo um yeah brawl uh trying to think who else was in there there was there were a couple other people in there but you know you've, we've heard Russo's take we've heard uh Bischoff's take um we've never heard Jeff Jarrett's take and so him being in the midst of it all and and listening to Russo going on and on about you know the side that he's always explained on like you know he he came up with the story uh the story was uh uh turned down from hogan because he had creative control hogan was supposed to hogan wanted to win and then take that to the next uh i think it was halloween havoc where he was going to make his return with the belt and then have booker t win at that point he was not he did not want to have Jeff Jarrett win because the whole point was that he was going to have Jeff Jarrett win and then the same night Booker T come and take the belt off him. When Hogan declined that offer, that's when Jeff backstage admits on the on the episode, he's like, I'm backstage pacing back and forth. He comes out late because music starts. He comes out late. And the reason why he comes out late because he's still pacing back and forth contemplating what he's going to do to the last second. And then he finally was like, I'm just going to lay out for, for him. And as what you saw as the worst match of all time, um, was not the finger poke of doom. It was uh, the the bell ringing, Jeff Jarrett just laying out, and then Hogan looking down at him, saying, "This is why the 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 business, the the companies and the 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 you know shit state it's in." Pins him with his foot, walks out, and then that's when they went off script. And you know Tony Schiavone again, no idea what's going on. Vince Russo comes down. Says, you know, never see that, see that piece of shit again. They have another match at the end of the night with Jeff Jarrett and Booker T. And Booker T wins in what Vince, in, in Vince Russo's world was was what, what was what's supposed to happen. Meanwhile, Hogan was already gone with Bischoff. They were, you know, celebrating this whole thing. And then they found out that this is what went down when they were gone from the arena. Um, what a shit show. What an absolute shit show. But again, it was great to hear from Jeff Jarrett that he got his his side of the story out there. And it was that Hogan was he basically just put Hogan down. He like he was a piece of shit and that he didn't want to do what was best for business and he wanted to do what was best for best for himself. There's you know, no surprise there. And that's why he laid out. Great episode. Unreal. Great episode. You should watch it. Uh that was Texas Chainsaw Nonsense. Let's see here. Oh, okay. So let's let's get into uh this pay per view that is happening. In front of, I think, 60,000 people. Um, I believe they said 80,000, Oh, right. It's 80,000. That's that's what they said, right? I'm uh, getting reports right now. It's 84,342. Back to you. <laughs> how How is this the biggest wrestling event of all time? I'm glad you brought that up. Please. Because every time they say that, I'm like, but wasn't the... Wasn't there like 90,000 in the Pontiac Silverdome or estimated numbers? Yes. Go on. Well, also, uh, 
AT&T Stadium had 100,000 for the one night. Right. Right. So how is this, um, how is this how is this explain to me man explain to me how AEW numbers work. If you can. I will. Absolutely. Sure. There's a difference between Okay, this is the best way I could put it. What has been the big thing about WrestleMania 40 this year? Right now, the only thing is that it's in Philadelphia. But what's the big thing that's already happened? Oh, that the sales. 90,000 tickets sold. Right. Oh, Very key word there, sold. Hmm. Right? For two nights. Sold means they have been purchased. Two nights, right. Between two nights, that's all fine and good. But it means 90,000 people have purchased tickets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. AEW has so, has distributed over 80,000 tickets. Okay. For the one night. Mm-hmm. Which means they probably sold 75,000. Right. 70,000. Right. And the rest of them were all giveaways, comps. Radio stations that want to do fucking giveaways and all that bullshit. Right. What's bigger? That, what is it, eight months? How how far away is WrestleMania? You know, April. Then, September. That's October, December, January, eight months? February, March, April, eight months. Eight months away. And they've already sold 90,000 tickets. Right. I think that's a bigger accomplishment than the 80,000 distributed. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. on paper, the WWE 90,000 is a bigger accomplishment. In reality, what AEW is doing right now is absolutely unheard of. I believe I heard Bully Ray talk about it. He was like, I was a part of a company. I was a part of a young wrestling company. There's no way in hell that ECW would have went anywhere near a 20,000-seat arena, let alone Wembley fucking stadium. Mm. So it takes a lot of fucking balls to do that. Mm. And the fact of the matter is is that they're, they've got 80,000 people coming into fucking London. The difference being also is that AEW has more recognizable names than TNA or ECW. Yes. Yeah, 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 obviously. But I think it's just the 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 I don't want to say immaturity because well yeah, immaturity of that company. The reason why it's so big, the reason why AEW even started was because they put 10,000 seats in in Chicago for the first all in. Right. Now they're putting 80,000 in London. That's fucking nuts. So everyone, get ready for a six-hour show. It is a WrestleMania. We keep saying that. This this is definitely the WrestleMania. This. 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 this done. Is their WrestleMania. That argument is over. This is their WrestleMania. And the fact that they literally in the last two weeks have come up with some of the most insane, ludicrous ideas. You, me, fight. Let's go. And that's there's your match. Uh, Jericho and Osprey, what? 
<laughs> Where? How? Did I did I blink and all of a sudden now we're here? I'm not complaining yeah, about the actual match doing itself. A lot of quick swerves, very quick swerves. Like okay, I, I'm I'm down for a Jericho Osprey match. I really am. I, I'm everything on the card. You know what? Let's just go into the card. <laughs> just go into the card. Just go into the damn card. I mean the 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 buy-in is Aussie opening as MJF and Adam Cole. I'm already in. You you already have me bought in, even though I'm not going to buy it. Uh, Jack Perry against Hook. How dare you for the FTW championship? Listen, please. Give him my phone number when you, while you're at it. Uh, FTR, no, why would I do that? Because I want to talk to him. I don't want him. you and him to be friends. I want me to be friends with him. <laughs> I, I want to talk to him. I have ideas. Uh, FTR I have ideas. against the uh, the Young Bucks for the uh, Tag Team Champions Championships. Uh, Hikaru Shida, your champion, women's champion against Tony Storm, against Soraya, against Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Uh, the Tony Storm character that she has, this like uh, melodramatic movie star thing going on. Absolutely love it. Um, what? do they give to the uk crowd uh champion and tony storm you think or soraya actually yeah that's the the aew has to give the uk something because mm-hmm. you can't just have everybody retain they had to take it off tony put it on a car for a second to put it on yeah soraya, just right. so that she yeah right <laughs> so just, she could yeah. be a two-time and then soraya because if soraya loses I don't know. It would be one of the worst, not the worst, but one of the most disappointing WWE to AEW. It would be the biggest WWE thing that, that AEW could have done. Was have, have Soraya lose in her have, home country, quote-unquote, hometown. Have her lose. Uh, Darby Allen and Sting taking on Swerve Strickland and Christian Cage in a coffin match. Um, and Christian Cage going in on on, uh, on Nick Wayne and his father. Good, good God. <laughs> you think you know me. You think you know me. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> Da-da-da-da. That's what I want to happen personally. Uh, the Golden Elite, Kota Hibushi, Kenny Omega, and Hang- Hangman versus Hang- uh, Takeshita and Bullet Club Gold. Um, Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, Best Friends, and Penta El Zero Miedo versus Blackpool Combat Club, and the returning Santana on Ortiz last night. That I I, I, popped, Bro, I popped hard. <laughs> I popped hard. I popped it. so hard. Popped hard. <laughs> I saw Ortiz on that ramp with the freaking, I don't even know what it's called, but they said it. I forgot. Apol. Is that what it is? Apol. It's got the, you know, the bowling, the, 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 the Apol in the sock. Yeah. Yeah. Apol. That's what it's called? I don't know what it's called, but that's what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a pool ball oh. in a sock. I thought it was baseball. Uh, okay. It was supposed to be the Apol. Um Okay. Uh, Regardless, I saw him swinging that thing on the mm-hmm. ramp, and I go, "Oh no way!" Mm-hmm. And then Santana's music hits, and I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" He looks jacked. What side way. are they going to? He looks. He looks. Apparently, they're going to freaking Mox's side. They're going to Mox's side. He looks very big. <laughs> he looks much bigger than than what he was. He's he's been working. That boy's been working out. He's been reeking instructed. But um, the aforementioned Will Osprey versus Chris Jericho uh, match. CM Punk versus Samoa Joe for the real world championship. Um, House of Black taking on uh, a badass Billy Gunn in the acclaimed. Uh, Can they say that? For the AEW Trios Championship. He did. No, 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 no. He didn't call himself. He said badass. Badass Billy Gunn. He said the badass is back. He says the badass is coming. Right. And his name is Billy Gunn. (laughs) That's two different things. It doesn't roll off the tongue as easy. (laughs) It doesn't. But badass Billy Gunn might be. Something that's WWE trademarked. trademarked over in the over in Connecticut. Stanford, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um and then your main events with uh MGF taking on Adam Cole, Bebe. 
I, I'm, I'm excited for this card. It is going to be like a nine-hour event. But, yeah. but I, I'm excited for this card. And then from to go t- from all in, speaking of ballsy, speaking of the attempt of a, of a four-year-old company to go from uh, what they went – uh, what they what they started off in to go to Daly's place to you know wrestling in front of nobody to go to eighty thousand people, and then to have a pay per view seven days later, <laughs> seven days later. Uh, so there's no package deal, by the way, Tony Khan. Since now we're talking about actually paying for pay per views, there's no there's no, no package. I have to pay for now fifty dollars for all in, and then pay another fifty dollars for all out. There's no like deal. Like if I wanted to buy both, I get like you know twenty five percent off. Oh, like pay-per-view. At the pay-per-view. Oh. You're literally having another. This, this might be unprecedented. I've never. I can't remember. I'm not going to say never because it might have happened. But I can't remember one company going back-to-back weeks with a pay-per-view. Well, didn't they do uh, WrestleMania and then WrestleMania Backlash? Yeah, but it wasn't the next week. Sure. I remember it being very close. Se- okay. It was not seven days. It was it was not seven days. It was literally within the the, the calendar and even week. Even if it was the calendar COVID week. Times. COVID I'm sure that was different. That was different. But seven within the same calendar week is is this next pay per view. And we have already well, not already, should be two matches announced for that one. The real TNT champion in Luchasaurus. Taking on uh, Darby Allen for that belt and Miro versus Powerhouse Hobbs. And that's what we oh, have. That's what we have for all out. I'm sorry, all out is where Edge is. I'm sorry, Adam Copeland's going to uh, return. You think so? Or does he go by his WCW name, Damon Stryker? Oh, whoa, whoa, yeah. Pull that Didn't up. think I had that one in me, did you? Pull that one out of your ass, Jeez. Wow. Damon Stryker. So that's yeah, that is literally all in. We have for all in there is eleven matches. For ten, uh, if you don't include the buy-in. Um. Well, the buy-in is uh. There's two matches. There's Jack Perry versus Hook. Also, is on the buy-in. Is on the buy-in. Yeah. Ugh. Um. So eleven matches in total. Nine. So nine. Nine on the main card, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Nine on the main card. We were talking about, and there's still two television shows before the pay per view. There's still two shows before the pay per view, which have all been taped already. Yeah, Rampage and Collision. And we were complaining about SummerSlam being too bloated at four hours. They had six matches. <laughs> this has nine fucking matches on the main main card, and one of them is Bucks uh, Bucks FTR three. And one of them is a stadium fucking stampede. <laughs> like, yeah, that's two hours that's, of programming right there. <laughs> right there. That stadium stampede match is an hour by itself. At least an hour by itself. They've never done a live stadium stampede match. They have not. I'm very intrigued by this. Because the live stadium stampede turned into anarchy in the arena. Correct. So now it's gone back to the OG. All right, let's think about it. Who's in that match? Eddie. Okay, he's or- not. Orange. Best Orange, friend. possibly. Best friends. <clears throat> Best friends. Both of them? Yep. Okay. And Penta. And Penta. All right. And on the other side? Wait. One, two, three, four, five. Right. Yeah, five. Blackpool. John Moxley. Claudio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wheeler. Wheeler. Santana Ortiz. And then Santana Ortiz. Okay. Penta's going to jump off the roof. <laughs> which, by, which, by the way, uh, Brian Danielson is, is, has reported himself that he will be in London. 
Okay. So yeah, I, I'm confident. Penta is going to jump off the roof onto the ring. That's my that's my guess. It's going to die. Okay. <laughs> that's what you're saying. Stadium stampede. He's going to die. Is what you're saying. I'm not saying he's going to die. He's, fall, he's jumping off the roof. What is it, Stanford? Yeah, someone's going to catch him. What is it, Stanford? Like, Ray, Ray, Ray Mysterio just getting tossed over the uh, <laughs> over the side? He lived. Malachi okay. Black. Malachi. <laughs> I don't know who that is. You should. Malachi Black got tossed off the freaking edge of Stanford, and he landed as Alistair Black. <laughs> He had a whole new persona and a different company. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and blackface. And blackface. <laughs> Nobody calls that out except for Max Cap. Um, oh, God. <laughs> nine main card matches. Just sit back. Sit back and relax because good God. Um, Get your popcorn ready. Speaking of uh, pay-per-views, I mean premium live events for Payback, <laughs> which is the- September 7th. No, that's se- not it. September 2nd. Thank you. Which is so this Sunday, and then so the, so next weekend we have a pay per view. Oh my god! Next week's wrestling is going to be so much insane. <laughs> There's so much wrestling. Next insane. Week. We start the weekend, and off. I'm on vacation, so you know what that means. Hmm. I'm not going to watch a lot. <laughs> I'm going to do with the show by myself. Uh, Friday tomorrow we have Rampage. Saturday Collision again, all taped. Sunday All In. Monday Raw. If you want to really oh, you go, forgot about SmackDown tomorrow. Uh, Smack oh, shit. <laughs> SmackDown no, two hours. SmackDown and Rampage tomorrow. Sm- SmackDown on Saturday. Collision Saturday. Sunday is all in. Correct. Raw on Monday. Correct. NXT on Tuesday. Correct. Uh, Dynamite on Wednesday. You're Impact right. on Thursday. Back to fucking <laughs> okay. SmackDown. Back to SmackDown and Rampage on Friday. Uh-huh. And then you got Collision and Payback on Saturday. Yep. And then All Out on Sunday. And All Out on Sunday. Get your popcorn ready and strap the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> one that's three five uh i'm gonna give uh at least five hours being generous five hours to all in so that's 10 hours right there raw three that's 13 14 15 17 18 that's 20 hours to next friday uh the pay-per-view will be three conservatively three so that's 23 hours all Which out pay-per-view uh ple uh, it's 20, okay. 23 and then uh, all out and call it another three. So 26 hours going into Monday Night Raw <laughs> for the fourth, which would be 29 hours. Yeah. You literally have a day of wrestling coming up. A full day and more of wrestling about to come and up. And listen, obviously, I put NXT and Impact in there to juice the numbers a little. You're very funny. Okay? We that, all know that not everybody watches. As, as, Two people as you on noticed, this fucking phone call don't watch it. As you noticed, I didn't mention that at all. In that in the tally of hours, good point. What about the, fair point? NWA I should, should, been, I, should I call that power, the Power Hour or whatever? Uh, any? I've been trying not to fucking cough my lung out, so apologies. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, speaking of payback, uh, right now we have Shinsuke against Seth. We have Raquel Rodriguez taking on Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch taking on Trish Stratus, Trish Stratus in a steel cage match. Aren't they having a a uh, false count anywhere match coming up? On Raw? I don't know. Um, I haven't paid attention. Uh, by the way, there's been, uh, uh, not rumors, but uh, confirmed um, that <laughs> Raquel and Braun Strowman no longer follow each other on social media. Yeah. Yeah, they're done. It was fun while it lasted. Uh, Those kids were going to be fucking tall as shit, man. <laughs> big, that's a big boy. That's a huge Because she's six foot. That's a huge that's, bitch. At the very least, she's six foot. That's a huge bitch. Uh, yeah. Goddamn right. Um, 
the tall drink of water. Uh, the last things here, uh, Kevin Owens returning on Monday Night Raw. Um, this whole thing with uh, Matt Riddle and Drew McIntyre makes no sense to me. Uh, I'm waiting for Randy Orton to make his return. Um, I think I have stopped fantasy booking Randy Orton. I think Drew McIntyre. Just gonna wait for it to naturally happen. Drew McIntyre. I'm tired. Turn. I'm tired of of trying to pinpoint where exactly Randy Orton's coming back. I'm done. <laughs> I just want him back. That's it. Um, he might not come back. <laughs> <laughs> he might not come back. That, that's also another reason why I haven't done it. it is, there's reports also that he's had like a you know career-ending injury. Um, Chad Gable just is is a gem, and give him a belt. If 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 nothing else, let let Gunter uh, get that get the record, which uh, I'm not really sure what the count is now on, on the days. Uh, uh, less than twenty. Uh, but Chad Gable should be the one to take it off at this point. Um. Shinsuke had a you know, fire promo there. Rhea Ripley destroying Candice LeRae, and this is what we're doing. I listen. I I appreciate that Rhea Ripley's going to get these wins, and as she should, but th- having him squash against Candice LeRae, uh, I feel is absolute bullshit. Um, Shayna Baszler's probably going to set Raw on fire and just blow the whole place down. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa teasing at DIY, um, and and that return, and then. Uh, uh, the Miz losing to Tazawa that was very funny. Um, uh, Becky Lynch and that whole that whole thing um, with the nonsense we talked about. Well, Canada just absolutely going apeshit. Uh, Chelsea Green and Piper Niven defeating Kaden Carter and Katana Chance in a squash again makes absolutely no sense. I, I'm not really understanding why we're doing this um, this whole squash nonsense uh, with with these NXTers. Uh, Seth Rollins uh, talking about his back and that he's he's probably going to be gone for a while at some point. So if he's not going to lose to Shinsuke, um, you know, might drop that belt to you know Finn or Damian Priest because uh, that is it's not looking good for for Seth Rollins there and uh, with his injury. And then Cody Rhodes, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn uh, defeating Judgment Day, and that is your Monday Night Raw. That is your wrestling. That's a lot. It was a lot to take in. A lot of wrestling coming up, man. Get ready because the the next two weeks or so are are going to be absolutely insane for for wrestling. Um, yeah, as, as Joe just mentioned, just get the popcorn, sit back, get ready because good lord, it's going to be a lot. It is going to be a lot, sir. Is there anything else we missed or need to talk about? I think you handled everything. Chris said it perfectly. <laughs> Get your fucking popcorn ready. There you go. There you go. Thank you guys. Thank you so very much. Hit us up on Twitter. It's on the Slam Show. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Tell your friends to listen to us. And that's that. Uh, we have Grand Slam coming up on the 20th. Excited for all that. Oh, September 20th. Thank God. Yeah. Excited. Can't wait to get back to good old flushing new york <laughs> all of two minutes away from you yeah uh yeah nothing else nothing else we want to talk about are we good did we did we wrap everything up in a, in a bow i'm not i'm not trying to like go to into something I else think we did. yeah okay i'm i'm legit asking let's <laughs> see if there was we talked about a lot in a very short period of time and i just want to make sure that we we covered it all guys 
Thank you so very much. And we're out. My name is Chris Mindell. That is the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black, sir. Until we meet again. R.I.P. Terry Funk. The Sons of Slam podcast. <laughs>